You're listening to The Long Game Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Scaiano, and together we are here in 2021. All right, people, we're here. You know, there's always this feeling of newness with the new year, obviously. And, you know, we all kind of use this time for goal setting. So I thought today's guest is perfect to have on right at this time because we really want to talk about our money goals as well. With me is author, coach, and business strategist, Alexandra Takeda. You know, she's obsessed with helping women entrepreneurs make amazing money and create an impact doing what they love. You know, what I love about Alexandra is that she is woo AF, but super grounded as well. She's really grounded in these practical steps. She gives you action steps for growing and scaling a business, but she mixes it with the spiritual. And, you know, when you have both sides of that, the spiritual and the practical, you always get these amazing mindset shifts. So she's awesome to work with and awesome to listen to and awesome to know. And in today's episode, we are talking about the money amplifier effect. And this is the perfect conversation for your goal setting and ideas. And I also want to let you know that I am leaving a link in the show notes to Alexandra's free alignment and flow three-day bootcamp. It's about setting and achieving your goals without the burnout this year. I mean, you know, we're all still a little coming off of 2020. So let's really come into 2021 in our goal setting ideas with a different mindset and a different approach. You know, it's a new year and let's set the tone. So check out the show notes for a free link to join in on the bootcamp and let's get to today's episode. You're listening to The Long Game Podcast with Sandra Scaiano. In a world where everyone is doing, it's easy to get lost in a sea of comparison, secret tricks, and promises of overnight success. The long game is my approach to business, the actual day-in and day-out philosophy that you have to show up, you have to do the work, and there's no quick fixes for long-term success. I'm a web designer, digital strategist, and energetic thinker, and I'm here to share the process and lessons I experience with my clients daily who are going through the same struggles of building a business as you are. We'll hear from successful entrepreneurs sharing their long game strategies, and I'm fun, so we're going to have a little fun along the way too. Thanks for being here. Let's get to today's episode. Hello, and we are here today with my guest, Alexandra Takeda, and we're going to be talking about the money amplifier effect. You know, we're purposely talking about this topic at the new year because people associate money goals and goals in general with the new year. And, you know, with 2021, especially, we're all kind of hoping to leave some things behind and uh, look forward to the year. So I thought this was a, a pretty good topic for us to be tackling right now. So welcome, Alexandra. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be in this conversation with you and just connecting. It's wonderful. I know. We're we're old friends. We're old buddies. And it's just great to have people like Alexandra's another one in my my female entrepreneur circle. So we're always rooting for each other. All right. So let's hop in. Like this money amplifier effect. It it you've got a number of points about it, but let's talk about what I love. Money won't solve your problems. It just makes you more of who you already are. So let's unpack this idea. Yeah, I mean, I I love this idea of money being an amplifier because I get a lot of people asking me, 
you know, is money, you know, is money going to make me happier or the flip side of that? I'm afraid to make a lot of money because, oh my goodness, you know, who's it going to turn me into, right? They, they mm. have this idea based on old stories, um, even narratives that are in the collective consciousness, right? That, you know, if you have a lot of money, you're kind of like manipulative and evil mm-hmm. and corrupt and all these things, greedy. But the, the truth is that all of those are really lies. (laughs) (laughs) Because nothing on the outside is going to fill you up or make you something that you know, you don't already have or feel inside of you. And I think that's really, really important, because money is just an amplifier of what you already, you know, what is already who you already are. And it's an amplifier of what is already there in your experience. So let me ask you, if if you're feeling negative or if you're feeling like oh, I'm in a slump, you know, are there techniques that you recommend or what or is it just starting to make sure there's always something good within you and you're looking at that like, you know, because people get in those slumps or how do you, you know, how do you kind of you want to amplify the good part, not the other part? Absolutely. And if you're in a slump, I always say you know, just just noticing that because it, your your feelings are really your your GPS, right? They're they're really an indicator of um, which direction you're headed, and if you're headed in a direction that is in alignment with where you really want to go or not. And when it doesn't feel good, it's a good indication that you're actually like turned the opposite way. Mm-hmm. And one of the fastest ways to get out of that energy is to just really stand in a place of gratitude and noticing where the abundance already exists in your experience. Because if, if your complete orientation is around the lack of money or the lack of good things, or you're just sort of noticing all the bad stuff that's happening, like that's, that's kind of the set point, right? That's, that's actually what you're attracting in. Right. And so when you shift out of that to even just noticing the really simple stuff, like I'm really grateful that this coffee tastes amazing this morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm grateful that the sun is beautiful. The sun came up, right? The sun. I'm rose. grateful that I get the opportunity to take my kids to school. Like all of that, even just the simple little abundance. It doesn't have to be about your bank account. Just recognizing the simple abundance that is around you is actually incredibly powerful for shifting the the whole set point of your system. And basically what you are telling the universe or God or source or whatever you want to call it is I'm oriented towards this place of abundance. I'm actually standing in this place of abundance and I'm so grateful for it. And all of that is actually sending a message out that you're ready to then welcome in more. And that makes me think of you know, we talk about the terms in manifesting, you know, and some people think that manifesting is kind of like a wishing kind of thing where it's, oh, I want that. So I'm going to, that's what I'm manifesting type of thing. But, you know, in what you're talking about too, manifesting, it's really about resilience, you know, for is how I see it in terms of you just have to keep moving forward. So even if you're in a slump, you've got to still see the positive pieces so that you can come out of that and keep moving forward and towards your goal. So it's having that vision for yourself and continually working towards it rather than saying, I want that, which is your instant gratification piece that you know people are looking for sometimes. That doesn't work. 
<laughs> Absolutely. And I, I kind of, you know, I always ask people, it's sort of like, you know, who wins the race? And they're like, hmm. And, but my response is always like the, the, the people who win the race are actually the ones who start the race and then like continue all the way to the end of the race. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right, right, right. And that goes totally. to your point of resilience, right? It's not about just starting and then hitting the first bump in the road and feeling like, oh, I didn't make it. Because money, abundance, wealth is a long game strategy, right? It's not giving up at the at the first bump. And guess what? Success is a bumpy road. There is nobody <laughs> who has gone on that journey that hasn't, you know, tripped and fallen and then gotten themselves back up. But the key is that they actually got themselves back up and they kept marching forward. So I would agree with you. Um, and I would also say that, you know, from a manifesting standpoint, it's, it's, it's also about, it's having, you know, it's having the clarity about what you want. So it's knowing what that intention is, like you said. Um, and, and I think intention and goal setting is slightly different, right? And intention is sort of how do I want to so feel glad about you brought it. that up. And the goal is really much more of a specific, like I'm going to hit this number or I'm going to have this many people in my group or um, I'm going to sell this many products, that kind of thing. You know, it's a little bit more specific towards like a tangible outcome or result versus I would say an intention is more of a feeling. But, you know, you, you have to have clarity about that and you have to have clarity about both of those things. And then it's, and then it really is stepping into that place of what we were talking about before of actually starting to embody it, right? And living into that vision now as if you've already done it, right? Like becoming the person who's actually already achieved that goal. And I think that's a differentiator. Mm. Um, and that's part of that resilience piece too, is understanding that like, even if you're not there yet, there are aspects of that that you can, can pull upon, even just by asking yourself simple questions like, okay, what would the version of me do who already has that money in the bank how would the ver how mm. would that version of me handle this sales call who you know who already has these type of clients what would the version of me you know how would i be investing in myself right and that's bringing that knowledge from that you know higher version of yourself the version of yourself who's already living that reality into right, your right. now is a powerful accelerator and that goes back to that idea that you had mentioned that like something on the outside doesn't fill you up because there are, you know, we have these benchmarks that we're trying to get to, you know, because those are our goals, but it still is, you know, so there's like a dual sword there of benchmark. I want to reach and goal, but that, but it's still from the inside that's filling you up. You know, it's like, to me, these concepts are these goal concepts are still attached to the bigger life concepts, you know, like you don't find love on the outside, you find love on the inside, you know? And you find love on the inside when you finally feel love on the inside for yourself and for other people, right? And when you can look at the couple that's around you and think, ah, oh, like, isn't that amazing? Um, you know, when you're not in attached to the lack of it, but you're mm -hmm. really in a place of actually accepting it. Right, it's right. and then duality. you're finding the beauty in it, and you're finding the be beauty in it, and then you're actually a match for it. Yes, absolutely, I 100% agree with that. Um, because and I like that concept too that goes along with it of taking your power back. Because I feel like I see women business owners give their power away in so many ways that they don't even recognize because they're small. They're these micro 
you know, ways that they release things like, you know, one being that I just thought of was a decision by committee, you know, like, okay, you don't have to ask 15 people or get their, you know, opinion on everything to make a decision when it's really your choice. And, you know, one of the things I always say to my clients is there is no wrong answer. Like, and I I really truly believe this because if it's the name of your company or the color that you're choosing, like those are all things that can be changed. And to me, the most important piece is to the is to the get started, to the keep moving. You know, don't let yourself get held up because when you ask 15 people, you're getting 15 different inputs that might not be validating what you really thought. And now you're even in another place, you know, and that's a, a give the power away from what you really think. Like, this is your business. It's your business. You can do whatever you want with it and run it however you want. I would agree. And I think when you are, you know, looking on the outside for anything to fill you up or people's decisions or thoughts or, you know, what have you to validate, you know, what's your decision process, right? It, it just doesn't ever work. <laughs> I love this idea that, you know, you do have to take your power back because that your power is inside of you. Um, and I, I talk about it a lot with women when they talk about their prices, right? Pricing by committee. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't work, right? It, and I won't even tell my clients are often like, well, what should I charge for this? Like, how should how should I, you know, how should I price this? And I and I always come back to, well, what feels right to you? And you know your audience and your, you know, your customers and your clients and what, you know, what's the wisdom that's coming through for you, right? You know, it's like, you don't ask your uncle Fred, if he's not your customer, what the price should be, right? Oh it, gosh, it's not relevant. Right. Um, and it often... It comes from this place of, you know, it, it's a, it's an old pattern of like, you know, being stuck in scarcity, right? That like, oh, well, I don't want to charge too much. Or, you know, it's it's all the fears of, you know, well, the people might say no. And, you know, then I won't do this. And he, what I always say to women is that, you know, when you get behind the value of what it is that you're offering and you can feel totally comfortable with whatever that number is as it's rolling off your tongue and coming out of your mouth, guess what? Like everybody else is gonna believe in the value too, but it they will not until you decide that it's worth whatever that amount is. And it doesn't matter if it's $97 or $9.97, honestly. It's literally a matter of being energetically in alignment with that number mm-hmm. and then everybody else will be too. And and I think part of that is the you've got to put that number out there whatever it is make your decision and then go through that experience did that feel good? Did that feel like 97 or did that feel like 990? Like next time and a lot of people do work in that increment and you know it goes back to the long game strategy we were talking about that you know you know there is that next level and you know that you talk about we allow ourselves to get to this next level of wealth and money and you know it's a long game strategy there whether it's six figures or millions you know like that whole piece but being able to celebrate the wins along the way and if you're doing with pricing incrementally like you learn okay 97 that wasn't it and it's you'll be know right you know? you'll know right away because yep. and this is another like really common abundance block is that you know women often give their work away at discounted prices or for free and then what happens is that you know you're left feeling frustrated exhausted burned out like you've been working too hard for not enough um, or you get start to get bored with your clients right because it's like you're not actually charging enough 
or you're just exhausting yourself because you're giving everything away. Um, and so those are really good indicators of like, mm, that pricing is not quite right. Um, and yeah. maybe I need to shift it. Right. And so that rather than like getting frustrated or irritated with yourself because everybody out there has done it, right? They've given something away at not the right price and then they felt the impact of that. And so it's just mm -hmm. a really good opportunity. I'm raising my hands right now. Long game well. strategy <laughs> that, you know, it gets to evolve and that's mm -hmm. how we learn. But the way that we step into our abundance is by saying, okay, I'm not going to tolerate that anymore. And I'm going to shift how I'm coming to this. And I'm going to own the value of my work and that it is enough at this price. Just let that sink in. That is the right there. That sentence was it. Roll it back. Listen to it again, because that one needs to be heard over and over again, because that is really what it's about when you are, you know, value what you're doing, value yourself and set a fair price so that you can have more energy to go on to other things because that we're learning is is the energy suck of it all. You know, like you you feel terrible. You're left less whole when you know you're scrambling or you're not fairly compensated. That's a big issue, the pricing. It, and you're also really valuing the other person. I think also in that experience, right? Because they're going to value it differently too. Um, they're going to mm -hmm. be more invested in it, right? They're going to show up differently to do the work for something that's 20 bucks that then that's, you know, 20,000, right? It's, it's a different level of commitment, right? And so you're, you're allowing them to come forward into that space with you too. And I always think that it's fascinating to me because I work with a lot of women and, there this i mean it's money is a complex issue right it's there's so many old stories there's so much energy mm -hmm. around it and i always love to to teach that you know money is really just a resource and a tool to do your good work in the world right and that you know in terms of a business you've kind of got like two things happening right you want to be creating impact and you also want to be you know making money Right. Because if you're not making money, then like you're really not actually running a business. You've got a nonprofit or some hobby or something else that's going on. So those are really the two objectives. And when you can see it that way, then you can also see that money really then is just truly an indicator of your impact. And I think that's really a powerful shift for a lot of women to hear that, you know, being of service bringing my products, my services, you know, whatever it is forward into the world is creating this positive impact, right? The transformations, the results, the outcomes that are happening because of that. And then I'm getting paid for that work. And it's an indication of all the lives that I'm touching. It's, it's a it's subtle, but powerful shift mm -hmm. in, in our perspective that I think is also very empowering for women to feel like it's okay to make money. Totally, totally. And move away from that old story of, oh, I don't need to. Like, you can't make an impact without making money. Like, that's the reality of the day that we live in and the age. And it's not in a negative, evil, greedy way. It's a, the more money I make, the more money I put back into my community, the more money I am charitable with, the more money I am doing all of these goods. You know, I always talk with my clients. I, I work with, you know, a lot of women who are creating courses and things like that. And I, I'll say, like, why are you doing this? You know, like, that's always in the beginning. We kind of talk about, why are you creating this? Like, what is the whole point of it? And, you know, their answer almost across the board has some sort of help to help 
to help. Like that's a natural piece, a very feminine role to come forward with. And being able to make money at that, like you are creating a product that helps and then you're taking money and bringing it forward. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that piece of you have to make the money to make the impact. Yes, because otherwise, um, you're it's there's no everything is a give and a take, and there's no reciprocity in that cycle if you don't. It's all give, 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 do, 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 work, work, work. Um, and if you leave out the receiving end, it it really is a recipe for exhaustion, for burnout, for frustration, you know, bankruptcy, right? <laughs> like all the rest, right? Of it. Completely, like, completely let's be honest, and. And so, yes, it, you know, you have, there has to be that give and take that's part of that. And that energetic exchange, you know, even of currency of money mm -hmm. is part of that process and for valuing what's coming forward. Let's talk about why setting money goals matter. You know, this is in your amplifier ideas. Like, how do you set goals? Like, are you a yearly person, a quarterly? I mean, I have one goal that I've set, a, you know, last year or this year. And so that's my two plus year goal. But, you know, I'm curious how you're, you know, do you write them out? Do you just have that vision for them? I uh, love goal setting. And so I think there's, you know, <laughs> <laughs> she's a go getter people, you're going to link to her and check her out. Alexandra's a go getter, you must know. <laughs> I have a really specific process that I have created that I call abundance planning. And I love that term because it's really, um, it's bringing in the really strategic, practical goal setting. And it's also marrying it with more of the, the manifesting, the, you know, leveraging our subconscious and mm -hmm. um, more of the spiritual visionary side of it. And I create a five-year vision for myself and then um, yearly. I do a process of goal setting and goal planning that, you know, incorporates into that abundance planning process. And I get really specific. I, you know, I look at every single revenue stream that's in my business. You know, I'm looking at what's the current, what's the desired, what are the opportunities for growth? Mm -hmm. And I do set very specific money targets. And I have a process that I teach where, where I set a must and a stretch. And then mm -hmm. I aim for the stretch and I know I'm going to get the must. Right, right, right. So awesome. I always have kind of like a, it's almost like a, a continuum of like, you know, between here and here is where I want to get. And then I know I'm going to end up at this, at least at this place. But then I'm also leaving room for, you know, this or something better, right? Like not always directing how it's going to happen. There are places where I just kind of have some open areas where I'm like, I'm not exactly sure how this is going to come, but I'm going to allow the opportunity to come forward. And it, and it really always mm -hmm. does. I mean, even this year, I found that I had, you know, had some significant clients that were high dollar clients. And, you know, because of the pandemic, and because of the way that we're working, those contracts, you know, were canceled. And yet, there was a point in time, and I remember being at a dinner conversation with my husband. I was like, well, you know, maybe I just won't go for it. And I, I heard myself say this. And then I was like, what? Who's saying Who this? Was that? <laughs> and, and my husband said across the table, well, you can't just give up on that. Like, 
you just got to go find it somewhere else. And I was like, you know mm-hmm. what? You're right. I'm going to go find it somewhere else. And literally within a week, I found it somewhere else um, from a completely different source that I didn't even realize was there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I always say like, once you set the goal and you make space for it, then if you're not directing how it's going to come through, but you're just allowing it to come through, it will show up, right? The doorway will open. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, you're, does it have to be for you at the new year? I mean, I feel like I make goals when the idea strikes. I mean, I do a annual type of thing because it's fresh, it's new. Here we are at the new year and it's the perfect time to talk about that. But you can have an idea and then it sets forth something. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I do inside of my planning process, I, you know, I look at the entire year and I kind of map what the, what the big rocks are that are going to be happening and how that's going to flow over by quarter. So I actually do mm-hmm. like I have a quarterly planning document and I will actually, you know, put it in there because the way that my business works, I am doing several launches. And so I, I need, you know, there's a complexity of how that timeline works. And I'm also really just intense about protecting some of my personal space and how I work, right. And creating, creating that spaciousness. So, because I know that a big piece of what I do is creative work. And so I have to have space to bring that forward. And so I can't just be like jamming it out all the time. There has to be, there have to be natural gaps and how that work flows. And it doesn't mean I'm not serving clients along the way, but I I don't want to be launching something like every other week. Right. So I create space in my, in my, my calendar. And then, you know, there are things that come up that are just like intuitive, like this is the right time to do this and I'm going to create this. And so then I just allow those things to come through and then set the goals for it. Then I think that the key thing though, is actually setting the goals. And even from a money goal perspective, because a lot of women are hesitant to set those goals for themselves. They're afraid. Why is that? Why, 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 where does that stem from that? Yeah, because we're believers in the manifesting or the, you know, we're believers in that. I I think there's a couple things that I see really as common themes. One is that they, you know, they either resist setting the goals because they're afraid to fail or, you know, they don't want to let themselves down or they think, you know, or they get too stuck in that how, like, how is this going to happen? Right. Mm -hmm. Or they, you know, they get caught in guilt of, you know the competing priorities of their life or all of those kinds of things. Right. And then, you know, when they set the goals, I see that uh, there's kind of two things that happen. One, they either set really low goals. Like they're just, Oh, well I made this amount last year. I made $60,000 last year. So I'll just set $60,000 as my goal. Right. 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 And they don't give them just like cap themselves at this invisible ceiling rather than reaching for something higher when there's tremendous potential there. Mm -hmm. They could increase their prices by 10%. They could add a new product, right? There's like so many different ways. Or they set totally unrealistic goals. Like I've only ever made 60,000, but next year I'm going to make a million, right? And it doesn't work that way. Like to get to, you know, first you got to make the 20K months to make the 200K months, right? Mm -hmm. First you Mm got to go on the first date before you get married, right? Like yep. and there's all the systems and things that, yeah, you have systems to refine and build into and all of that before you can leap. And some people do, they have these wonderful years of leaping, but there's a lot of um, stress that comes along with that. So, you know, that incremental and being able to celebrate the progress along the way, it's a good way to go. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's a solid way to go, a foundational way to go. 
I would say so. And I would say even the people who've done the leaping have probably done a lot of the pre-work before, right, right. even from a mindset perspective of believing that it's possible, or they've shifted things that, you know, were whatever it was that was the roadblock, you know, I call them abundance blocks, money blocks that are literally sabotaging your success, like the old stories, the, um, the subconscious level mm -hmm. that is just literally like a, it's so fascinating because it's there, even though, you know, you can be talking to someone that you're like, wow, she's got it all together. But everyone has these things, you know, like they're there, they're lurking, you have to really work through them. You can't just say, oh, I moved past it. Like, you really do have to work through it, because it comes at every stage. It comes at 50,000, 250, a million, you know, it, they come back at every stage. Yeah. And I think that's really important to remember because I know when I first started doing work around money, I thought, oh, this is only going to be people who like are trying to like, you know, make some money for the first time. And then I realized that, and we've talked about this, you know, money and building wealth, all of this, it is a long game strategy because it's really a never ending process. There's always a next level. And the principles of breaking through those old stories or breaking through those next levels are the same no matter if you are trying to reach your first six figures or if you're you know, going for the multiple millions. I mean, honestly, the work is the same work. It's just a different level of receiving that you're ready for. Mm -hmm. that right, you're right. I also want to talk about you. You have this concept in the amplifier um, effect about what we put the focus and intention on expands which is a natural thought and idea. But really, when you're, you know, when we talk about it in relation to goals, like, when you really focus on these one or two things, I mean, think about it, you're not scattered, you know, that success is achievable. And that feeling is then amplified. It's like you are then getting you are receiving the gift of your own success. And that's where that amplification, that feeling can come from. I absolutely agree with that. And I always, I like to say that, you know, when you start, stop chasing the low hanging fruit that, you know, provides that instant gratification and you actually step into expanding your vision further, right? Then you're actually, and you're setting goals that are a part of that long game strategy, then you're actually creating a life that has purpose, right? That is fulfilling mm -hmm. and that is filled with abundance. And so, in the goal setting and the way that I teach it inside of my communities and, you know, with my clients is, yeah, pick three things that you really want to focus on and that aren't those instant gratification, but that are part of your long game strategy. Mm -hmm. And that's where you put the blinders on and you go for it because that's what's going to create the real purpose, the true sense of abundance, mm -hmm. right? And ultimately lead to, you know, wealth and, and, making a bigger impact and all of that, right? All of the things that you're actually really wanting. Right, right, right. And and this makes me think of, you know, the word of the year concept. Um, I always set one. Do you set one? Is that? I do and I don't. I don't know. You know, you, I you keep it to yourself. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I haven't really, I, I've been actually, I've played around with that concept and I, I generally will write down like a few words. I'm, I'm, right. <laughs> I'm a word person. And so I'm like, oh my goodness. I can't limit myself. I can't just pick one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love I love the concept though because it goes back into that idea of what you put your focus and intention on. Like, you know, 
I'll pick a word and then I'll say, my word is this for the year. And it brings me right back to, it, it makes me remember what my goal is. And so I've been doing this each year, even though you have multiple arms and revenue streams and this and that, you know, it makes, it makes you immediately come right back to what is your focus or what did you choose your focus to be? So, you know, this year I'm, I'm doing boundaries, like I'm setting boundaries and I'm holding them and that's going to help me focus my attention. And, you know, I think boundaries also goes with clarity. So, you know, those two go hand in hand, but the idea is that for me, I'm going to set some boundaries so that I can put my focus on other parts of my business that I haven't been able to yet or other projects I've been wanting to work on or other pieces to develop. So having boundaries in certain areas um, and not in a negative way. I see that as a positive. Like I see boundaries as a, as a positive. Like we all live in the community nicely when we understand and are clear about the boundaries, right? Absolutely. And, uh, <laughs> and I would just like really give kudos to you because I think that's a hugely powerful, it's a powerful word for one. And it's going to allow you to be of incredible service to your clients. Because when you know what the expectations are and they know what the expectations mm-hmm. are, then the expectations get met, right? And totally, uh, totally. And, and you, I think it's, it's really important to have tight containers around the way that we do our work, how we do our work, you know, what that looks like. And, and it's also part of training our clients on how we do work together. Right. And, mm-hmm. and you have to do that. Right. Because it allows them to then get the most out of what you have to offer. Right. And it's not confusing and they're not trying to schedule calls at all sorts of hours and, and things like that. Right. So you can actually show up with your cup filled, working very purposely on the things that you want to focus on that are going to be, you know, the, the needle movers in your company. And when you're there to do the work, you're actually really like hundred percent up, filled up, ready to go. hundred percent in there, right. In the game. And it's, you know, I I like it as a word for me because it has enabled it. it, It's starting to enable, because even though I've, I'm just implementing, but I've been thinking about it. I mean, I picked my word in December, you know, so I'm already like, okay, the forward motion starts then it doesn't start January 1st, you know, but that's going to be the guiding light so that I can have some time to put attention on some of my other goals, goals that have been swirling about, but without the attention and focus, they haven't gotten, you know, they haven't, they haven't been achieved yet. So for me, it's, I I realized with what happened in 2020 was I need to separate some of that time for myself so that I can do that. So, you know, for me, boundaries is a good word um, in a way. So, and, and I love to do that. I love to talk about and have a word of the year and remind myself throughout the year, like, okay, staying on course. I love that. And I would really encourage, you know, all of your listeners too, if you are setting in the word of the year, you know, from a goal setting perspective, you know, really get specific about what that means, right? Like, cause you could say, oh, I want to achieve, you know, like health could be your word, but like, Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Um, right, you, right. Lose, you lose one pound, you lose 10 pounds. Like, what does that mean? It could mean, you know, I wake up with a zest for life every day, right? I don't have like inflammation. I don't have bags under my eyes, right? Like I go to the gym on a daily basis, right? Get specific, right? So for you, like what does boundaries mm-hmm. really mean? Or for somebody else, if they're looking at, you know, if abundance is their word, right? Like, what does that really mean? I will tell you what it means. What I've done already, I have mapped out. And for the entire year, Tuesday, 
can't book me on Tuesday unless, you know, like I've got it the whole year. It is mapped out and blocked off. That is for certain things. And that's where that happens. And like, it is literally my whole entire calendar. You know, there are no client calls unless it's that project, you know, it's, um, so I think it's those steps because you take the action on that. And that is like a solid, like it's in my calendar now you know, boundary. And you've actually, you've created tremendous a focus around it. And I think that's a, that's a really powerful manifesting hack is actually just to use your calendar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I, actually, totally. I, I, mean, I tell women that all the time. Mm-hmm. If you actually want to make something happen, pull your calendar out and then block the time for it. And then don't, there's no excuse. Like the only appointment that you have to show up for then is you and whatever it is that you've written on that date, right? You want to go on four vacations, then you actually block the time. Otherwise somebody else is going to suck it up, right? That's just how it works. If you want to, you know, reach a certain level of success, then you actually have to make the time because that's the other key piece, right? It's not just like getting clear about what you want and embodying it, but it's actually then taking action on it too, right? Goal setting is only as good as the action that you take too. And that's in booking it on your calendar. We can write everything down in our journals, but it needs to be put into motion for sure. Yeah. And blocking the time for it so that you're Mm -hmm. actually giving yourself space, right? And then, you know, you can have you have enough space then to to allow the aligned action to come forward, right? To, to allow the creativity to flow forward too. Agreed. Well, I think that's a great way to end the conversation because I want everyone to take that word, grab their calendars out and start s- segmenting some time for yourself. I mean, it's also that's the way you become abundant and have abundance in whether it's your work or your life or your family life, you know, you set that time aside. So we're going to task you with that. Alexandra and I are tasking you with pulling (laughs) out your calendar and starting to set aside time with your goals um, and then put focus and attention on them. Alexandra, I want to thank you so much for coming today. I, I, I mean, this was great and it's a great way to start the new year. Sandra, I adore you. Thank you so much for having me and to all the listeners who are here. I'm excited to be connected with you. And you'll be able to check out uh, where to find Alexandra and all of her work, her Money Mastery course. If you want to dive in further, her Money Mastery Academy, you can find that. Her link is on uh, the show notes and you'll be able to check her out further. All right. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for joining me today. You can access more info in the show notes at thelonggamepodcast.net. If today's show connected with you in some way, please share it with your friends or hop on iTunes and leave me a review. Until next time, keep playing the long game.